Welcome back to another episode of the Sunday Stash. Here with episode number 12. Uh, There's a lot of things that I actually wanted to cover uh, this week, but I actually kind of wanted to take a step back after having done uh, the episode from two weeks ago, um, episode 11, and I wanted to kind of uh, dive a little bit deeper into something that I had covered in that episode, which was the um, Times People of the Year. Um, I didn't really uh, go into their history or anything like that or really talk much about the selection of that um, in their in, in their selection of um, Biden and Harris. Um, I didn't actually do an episode this past week, which was um, the week weekend before Christmas. I was out of town um, visiting my girlfriend. I didn't actually have any of my equipment or anything like that. So I ended up saving it for now. Um, I got a decent amount of information because I'm going to kind of cover um, most of the time uh, times uh, people of the year that have happened so far. Um, you know, I still, uh, personally, my opinion, uh, still don't agree with um, time selecting uh, Biden and Harris. Um, in the past, they have chosen multiple people. Um, so I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I don't agree with the fact that they chose the two particular people. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the fact that I'm not a fan of them. It has more to do with what's going on in 2020 and everything. But I'll get into that here in a little bit. And I got some things to say um, later on about that. So anyway, uh, Time Magazine, I got it start back um, on March 3rd of 1923 in New York. Um, currently, it's owned by Mark and Lynn Benioff. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and they bought it in 2018 and uh, paid $190 million for it. Um, it's not important, but uh, I guess something to mention. The uh, Mark Benioff guy... Um, he has a net worth of almost $10 billion. Uh, he's the founder of, founder and CEO of Salesforce, which I'll be honest with you, I'm not really 100% sure what that company does. I just know that that's what he does. Based on what I was able to find and, and looking over his career and, and him, he's actually a very giving person, um, huge philanthropist. Um, so he's a, it seems as though the dude is a very good person. Um, currently, the managing editor is a guy named Edward Felsenthal. And I think that is the, I don't know if that's the right pronunciation or not. Um, and he's held that position since 2018. Um, and he first joined Time in 2013 as a digital managing, managing editor. He started his career at the Wall Street Journal and then later was the first executive editor of the Daily Beast. When you go in and you check the political bias chart and of the Daily Beast, you see that it's left-leaning and it is in the same category as CNN, um, or CNN opinion, I should say, CNN opinion. Um, so, you, yeah, I would definitely say that it is, the Daily Beast is left-leaning 
I would also say that if he worked there and he was a managing editor of the Daily Beast, that he is also likely more left-leaning. You go to his Twitter page um, and you kind of get an idea and, and feel, get the feel that he is a Biden supporter. So I would, I would say that it's definitely safe to say that the managing editor of Time currently is a Democrat, a liberal. Um, he would fit into that category. The reason I mention this uh, he chose, uh, since he is the managing editor, um, him, and he has influence, that Biden-Harris were chosen more because of who they are as opposed to what they've done. With, with that being said, if you go over to Time and their website um, and look back to the selection of this, and, and you, you see that the, the Time took a reader's poll and um, looked to see who they thought the Times Person of the Year would be, and it turns out that it, it wasn't Biden-Harris. Um, the actual winner of the, the reader's poll was the frontline workers, uh, the frontline healthcare workers. I think that's what it was. Like I said, I, th- I think they were chosen because Biden was had, had been elected president and, and Harris was is there along with her for, you know, inclusiveness in today's world, realistically because of being elected president. You know, every every year since uh, Bush in 2000, they followed um, the pattern of selecting the president that was um, elected. So in 2000, Bush. 2004, they got Bush again. Um, Obama was selected in 2008 and in 2012. Trump was selected in 2016. So realistically, I'm not surprised that they ended up choosing what they chose based on precedent. I personally think that they should have chosen something a little bit different this year, only because of what we're going through and what's going on. So I'll kind of jump into it a little bit. When you travel over to uh, Wikipedia, I I know some people don't think that Wikipedia is the best thing to have, but if you go over to Wikipedia and it gives you a good overview of everything that happened with with time and and everything like that, you get to kind of look at their initial selection process and and everything like that. And, you know, so they began selecting the the person of the year in 1927, um, and they have chosen the president as the person of the year for each president, with the exception of Calvin Coolidge. He was president from 1923 to 1929, so they hadn't really set the precedent yet for selecting the president. Um, Herbert Hoover had served from 1929 to 1933, so I would say it's kind of the same there, where they had not really set the precedent for selecting the president of the United States as um, the person of the year to that point. So I think the two of those you kind of give a pass to. And the only president that was not chosen after time had began choosing presidents was Gerald Ford, in which his presidency was odd since um, he was not even elected as vice president. Agnew resigned, and he was chosen as the vice president for Nixon, and then he took over as president when Nixon resigned in the wake of the Watergate scandal. So... Ford was definitely in a weird situation with all of that. So I kind of understand where they're coming from there and not choosing uh, Ford. The first president that was chosen was Franklin D. Roosevelt. And I'm not going to cover every single person of the year 
I am going to skip a few of them completely, and then some of them I'm only going to mention briefly. Uh, Many of these people have accomplished much more than what they were given credit for in this you know, so they've, they've accomplished a lot more in their lives than what they were given credit for in the particular year that they were chosen. Um, there are some that I am going to go into a little bit more detail because I, I found them interesting while researching them and found their impact uh, a little bit more interesting than, than others. Uh, and maybe they might not be somebody that everyone knows or might not be something that every everybody knows. Um, you know, and that does not mean that I think their impact on the world is lesser or greater than any other person on the list. Um, I will gloss over some people that made huge impacts on the world and, you know, and, and possibly not mention others. Uh, there are some people that were runners up that uh, and not selected by time that were also influential and I don't intend on mentioning any of them um, either I didn't go into runners up or anything like that other than the runners up for 2020 which I'll get to um, at the end so anyway to to start this off I think it's good to understand the criteria that time uses to select their uh, person slash people of the year Um, the person of the year is not an honor but instead should be a distinction applied to the newsmaker who influenced the world events for better or worse. That's something important to note as you go through. So 1927, first year that they ever selected a person of the year, um, Charles Lindbergh. Lindbergh, uh, he is the first person to fly a plane nonstop over the Atlantic Ocean. Um, And actually one of the things that I had seen about that one was he actually had not even been big in the news until that happened. So he was a little bit of a controversial choice because he played no role in what had happened other than he made he did that in 1927. Uh, 1928, Walter Chrysler, uh, he started building the Chrysler Tower in New York, which is a pretty iconic building for the New York skyline. Um, 1929, Owen D. Young, he led the committee that developed the payment plan for Germany to pay reparations for World War I. Um, 1930, which is Gandhi, he led the salt march and a um, you know, the Indian protesting of the British taxation of the, uh, the of Britain's salt monopoly. Um, so. And obviously, that's something. In 1930, Gandhi has such a huge influence in in life, other than just 1930. Um, so that's something to to keep in mind that he was selected as Person of the Year, but his influence goes far beyond just 1930. Um, uh, 1932. Um, I skipped 1931. That was uh, Pierre Laval, uh, not somebody that I felt was important to, to really notice. My mention, in my opinion, um, it's just what it is. So anyway, skip it. 1932, um, Franklin Roosevelt, uh, first president ever selected as it. Uh, he was all selected in 1934 and 1941. Uh, he served 12 years as president. Um, 
And that's something that I actually kind of thought maybe a lot of people wouldn't have known offhand only because um, after he died, the 22nd Amendment was added that limited uh, presidents to only being able to serve two terms. Um, Let's see. Uh, So he was selected in uh, 34, um, 1936. This was another one that I felt was pretty interesting. Um, Wallace Simpson. um, She is... So King Edward VIII, uh, he gave up his throne to marry her, which then um, King George VI took over, and his daughter is the current Queen of England. Um... Although, you know, it is mainly just a figurehead and doesn't really play a role in government in the United Kingdom, uh, she took the crown at about age 26 um, and has been queen ever since. So it actually kind of sucks for her son. Um, So whenever she does pass away, he won't really be able to be queen, uh, not queen, but king for very long because um, she served as, as queen for such a long time. Uh, so that right there, I mean, this, this you know, King Edward VIII gave up the crown, uh, gave up the throne to marry um, Wallace Simpson. You know, so I've, I, you know, I assume she got this because of, you know, disrupting the, the royal line. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting uh, to, to note there. Um, the next two years, uh, in, in my opinion... Uh, they don't really, I guess, age too well because of uh, the two people that have been selected. But this is where it's important to keep in mind the reason, um, you know, that time does their selection. Um, you know, uh, to remember that it's not an honor. Um, you know, so anyway, 1938, they selected uh, Adolf Hitler. Um you know, at his selection as the person of the year, Hitler had not begun the Holocaust at that point. Um, but, um, you know, as the chancellor of Germany, uh, he invaded Czechoslovakia and Aust- Austria in 1938. And then um, the following year, 1939, he had invaded Poland. So, um, the following year in 1939, none other than Joseph Stalin was selected uh, as the Times Person of the Year. You know, he was the leader of the Soviet Union and had ordered the Red Army to invade Poland after Germany had invaded Poland. So Stalin ordered the Red Army to invade Eastern Poland after Germany had invaded Western Poland. That is essentially what began World War II, um, you know, and this was actually not the only time Stalin was selected as Times Person of the Year. I am going to gloss over Winston Churchill. I know he's played an important role, but I'm going to gloss over it um, just because. Uh, 1941, uh, Roosevelt had been chosen again for his role in World War II, and he was the president during the attack on War- on Pearl Harbor. And then he declared war on Japan after the attack. Um, 1942, Joseph Stalin was selected again for his role in the Battle of Stalingrad, which stopped Germany from pushing further into the Soviet Union, which is actually pretty important 
in the timeline of history. Um, I think that this choice was made regardless of the human rights abuses that Stalin oversaw. I think that the the choice of Stalin is in bad taste um, since he is responsible for the death of millions of people. Um, I found a wide range of numbers. Some people list the number of deaths linked to Stalin around 20 million, but uh, today I think the numbers have been kind of settled around 6 to 8 million people that he's been responsible for, and it's over the span of a, a long time that he's responsible for that many deaths. So it is a lot of people. I don't necessarily agree with that selection of Stalin or and Hitler, but when you think about the the reason why time is coming out and saying that they choose the people that they choose, it is people that have done important things in the world. And when you look at it in that regard, it is a controversial choice, but it, it makes sense at the time. Uh, 1943, uh, George Marshall was selected for advising the president during World War II. 1944, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, he was a five-star general during World War II and the um, responsible for the execution of Operation Overlord, which was the Battle of Normandy and which allowed the Allied powers to gain a foothold in Western Europe and basically stopped the Soviet Union from taking over all of Europe. Um, 1945, Harry S. Truman, um, he took over as president after Roosevelt had died and then made the decision to drop the atomic bomb on Japan, which led to the surrender of Japan and subsequent end of World War II. Um, 1947, uh, George Marshall was selected again for writing the Marshall Plan, which was used by the U.S. to help Western Europe recover from World War II. It was pretty much the plan that was trying to help uh, plan by the U.S. to to stop the spread of communism, essentially. Um, 1948, Truman was selected again for being elected president, which was pretty surprising, evidently, because um, Dewey was actually, uh, from what I've read, uh, everyone thought that Dewey was going to end up winning. So... Uh, 1949, Winston Churchill. I didn't actually do much research into into Churchill, so he just got selected in 49. Uh, 1950, it was the the fighting the American fighting man. Um, it was the American soldiers that were fighting in the Korean War. Um, 1951, this was Muhammad. I'm not going to pronounce the the name correctly. Mosadegh. I think that's probably completely wrong. Um, anyway, he was elected as the prime minister of Iran in 1951, and in the same year, he nationalized the Iranian oil industry, which had been built by the British through the Anglo-Iranian Oil Company. Today, that company is known as BP. Um, and this is a... This is a man that I actually want to do uh, some more research into because based on what I've read, he seems like a very important figure in the history of Iran um, as well as you know, he was later removed from power in a coup conducted by the British MI6 and um, the American CIA, which 
leads into a very, very complicated discussion about the influences that the U.S. has around the world. And I personally, I commonly make the joke that that the United States is actually the world's Karen. Um, and if anybody doesn't know what uh, a, a Karen is, uh, you can look it up in the Urban Dictionary. Um, but it's essentially a middle-aged woman that makes solutions to others' problems an inconvenience to her, um, though she isn't remotely affected. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of that dish definition because I think it can be a little bit confusing. Um, I would say that a Karen is someone that goes around getting into other people's business, even though she has nothing to do with it. Um, and a classic example of that is when this crazy lady ended up calling the police on a little girl for selling water without a permit. Um, you know, and so she obviously got into someone else's business, had absolutely nothing to do with it, and it didn't matter. She called the police on a little kid. So, you know, that's a, that could be a topic for a, a different episode in regard to, um, the United States being the world's Karen. Um, 1952, uh, Queen Elizabeth II, um, as I mentioned earlier, she became the Queen of England. Um, but it just so happened that in 1952, that was, uh, that was what it was. That's a, a separate thing from earlier when, uh, her uncle gave up the crown for her dad to take over. Then she was able to take over in 1952 after he passed away. Um, and 1954, John Foster Dulles, um, he created the South Asia Treaty Organization in an, in an attempt to suppress communism some communism from spreading. Uh, he also played a role in the coup in Iran that I mentioned a little uh, a minute ago as while he was serving as Secretary of State. Um, 1955, Harlow Curtis, I think that's the pronunciation. Uh, he was. Um, the head of GM when they were the first company to ever earn a billion dollars in a single year. Um, 1956, the Hungarian Freedom Fighters, um, they were selected uh, because they were fighting in an effort to gain independence from the Soviet Union. Um, 1957, Nikita Khrushchev, he became the leader of the Soviet Union in which they launched Sputnik, which was the first satellite to um, enter the Earth's orbit, and that essentially began the space race. He is also responsible for the de-Stalinization of Russia. Um, 1959, Dwight D. Eisenhower selected for being elected president. Uh, 1960, American scientist. 1961, John F. Kennedy became president in 1961. Um, and he had, uh, ordered the Bay of Pigs invasion. Um, uh, 1962, Pope John 23rd, I think it was, uh, he helped solve the Cuban Missile Crisis peacefully. Um, 1963 was uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And realistically, I think that this selection speaks for itself. Um, in 1963, he delivered his I Have a Dream speech. And realistically, if, if anybody hasn't actually heard that speech, um, I urge anybody to search on YouTube, whatever it is that you use, 
go and, and actually listen to it. Um, you know, it's actually a, a very good speech. Um, it's worth listening to. Um, you know, and this is somebody that I think that anybody should go and uh, and look into and actually research and, and take a take a hard look at his life and and the impact that that he um, that he had on the United States. So go go give that a listen. Um, it's a good speech. Uh, very very worth the time. Uh, Nineteen sixty four, Lyndon B. Johnson. Uh, he became president after Kennedy was assassinated. Um, but was elected in 1964 and and got the uh, Civil Rights Act passed. Um, 1965, William Westmoreland, he was the commander of all the U.S. soldiers in South Vietnam during the Vietnam War. Uh, 1966, the Inheritor, which I guess that's what they called it back then. It's essentially the baby boom generation, um, and we're starting to really see the impacts of the baby boom generation right now with uh, everybody retiring and using Social Security benefits and basically how none of that stuff is going to be available for us when when we actually go to retire later on in life. We're going to pay into it forever and not be able to use it. Uh, 1967, Lyndon B. Johnson um, was selected again. He became very unpopular during his uh, during this year. Um, due to the increase in in soldiers that were being sent to Vietnam. Um, 1968, the Apollo 8 astronauts were chosen. This was the first people to orbit the moon. Um, And this was an an important milestone uh, in working toward Apollo 11, which landed on the moon in 1969. And, you know, it's actually actually really cool... um, looking at some of this stuff so looking at mainly mainly looking at the photos um you know of of these guys on the moon and i know this is this is i'm talking more or less talking about 1969 here and not necessarily the apollo 8 astronauts but looking at the photos of these guys standing on the moon just to just to think like uh, what what it was what it must have been like to be those guys up there so far away from earth you know you're on the moon you're unsure that you're even going to be able to make it back um you know i I think it would be awesome to be up there and be able to look back and see the earth in the way that they do um you know it's it's crazy when you walk outside and and you see it you see the moon from from earth and and you you see you see what it looks like. It's it's weird to to look at pictures. It's like weird slash really cool to look at pictures and then put yourself on the opposite end of it. Look, you know, sta- thinking about being in that suit and standing on the moon and looking back at Earth. Um, I think it'd be really cool to you know take a nice digital camera. Uh, I got a mirrorless camera, a DSLR up there, and and get some get some pretty cool pictures today. Um, so anyway, uh, just something to to really think about, uh, you know, what it would be like to to be those guys up there and, and looking back at, on Earth in that way, um, you know. So it's crazy. Um, Nineteen seventy one, um, uh, Richard Nixon, he. 
uh, created the National Postal Service. Um, 1972, uh, Nixon and Henry Kissinger were uh, selected. It was the first; he was the first president to visit China, and uh, Kissinger was the the national security advisor. Um, and Nixon was reelected in 1972. Uh, 1973, it was John Sirica. I'm not sure if that pronunciation is correct. He was the judge that ordered Nixon to turn over tapes regarding the Watergate investigation. Um, 1974, King Faisal, um, he was the king of Saudi Arabia when he refused to ship oil to any Western country that supported Israel, which then ended up creating an oil crisis. Um, 1975, uh, American women were selected in honor of the feminist fighting for equal rights in the United States. Uh, 1976, Jimmy Carter, um, elected president. Uh, 1977, Anwar Sadat. He was the president of Egypt and was the first Arab leader uh, to travel to Israel trying to improve relations between the countries. Um, and, and that one is important as well as... Uh, King Fasial, um, that, that stuff is important because of all the, the things that are going on in the Middle East um, in regard to uh, Israel and the Arab countries. So it's just something, uh, there's reasons why these people are selected for this stuff. Um, 1979, I guess from my research, this seemed as though it was a very controversial person. Um, Ayatollah Khomeini, and I think I pronounced that correctly, I don't know. He led the Islamic Revolution in Iran, which overthrew the Shah of Iran, which led to the establishment establishment of Iran as a theocracy and an Islamic state. Um, and this is also another thing that I actually really want to look into to, to look into because this is an event that changed the course of Iran. Um, you know, and we're really still seeing the effects of that today. Um, so I'm definitely going to be looking, looking that up and, and kind of doing some more research into that. Uh, 1980, Ronald Reagan, he select, he was elected as a president in U S uh, 1981 Lech Walesa. Uh, he I think that's how you pronounce that. He established a trade union that was not controlled by the Communist Party in the Soviet Union. Um, 1982, uh, I think this is the first non-person that is selected. It's the computer. Um, obviously, it's a pretty important thing. Um, everyone basically has a computer in their pocket today, which is, you know, your cell phone. Um, 1983, Ronald Reagan and Yuri Andropov... Were both selected, and they were uh, Cold War rivals. Um, nineteen eighty-five. This is Deng Xiaoping, um, and this is actually his second time being selected. He was selected uh, in nineteen seventy-eight and nineteen eighty-five as Times Person of the Year. And uh, it, basically, what he had done is he was making changes to try and Im improve. Uh, the Chinese economy. Uh, 1987, Mikhail Gorbachev, he established a program to try and improve the Soviet Union's economy. Um, 
1988, the endangered earth. Um, and as we can see, everybody, you know, took heed at that advice and, and really made changes. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm joking about that because I don't think really much has changed. Uh, we've probably only just gotten worse. Uh, 1989, Mikhail Gorbachev was selected again, and he made the first free elections in the Soviet Union. Uh, 1990, George H.W. Bush, uh, he was president during the Gulf War. 1991, uh, Ted Turner, he was selected, uh, started CNN. 92, um, Bill Clinton, he was elected president of the U.S., uh, 93, uh, the peacemakers, it was, um, the leaders of Palestine is, uh, Palestine, Israel, and South Africa. They were trying to, to mend, um, you know, make better relations between, between the countries. Um, 94 was Pope John Paul II. Um, he hosted an event honoring the Holocaust, which is the first time, um, the Vatican had um, an event dedicated to the six million Jews that had died during the Holocaust. Um, 1995, Newt Gingrich, he was picked for his role in ending the 40-year Democratic Party domination in Congress, and he was actually elected. So that was the that was the 1994 elections that he helped with that I guess and then he uh, was elected Speaker of the House in January of '95. Uh, 1996, David Ho, uh, he was a uh, leading researcher for AIDS, and he is actually the last person to be selected in a year where there was a presidential election without being elected president. Um, if that makes any sense. So basically, uh, from here on out, uh, every year there's an election year. The person who is elected president is selected as Times Person of the Year. Um, so obviously that factors in later. Um, 1998, uh, Bill Clinton and Ken Starr are uh, selected, and Clinton was surrounded by the Monica Lewinsky controversy, and Ken Starr was the person who was uh, assigned by Congress to to do the investigation. Uh, 1999, none other than the richest man in the world, currently, uh, Jeff Bezos. So it took him 21 years to do it, I guess, but Jeff Bezos started Amazon, and, you know, if only we had known back then. So I guess time got it right, and uh, they say they labeled Jeff Bezos as a very important figure. Um, in 2000, George W. Bush was selected for being elected president. Uh, 2001, Rudy Giuliani, a um, bit of a controversial figure today, but back then, he was the mayor of New York during the 9-11 attacks. Um, in 2002, it's the whistleblowers. So there's a lot going on with Enron and companies that were doing, uh, you know, doing things wrong. So uh, the whistleblowers were selected in 2002. Uh, 2003, the American soldier uh, it was the U.S. soldiers that were fighting the war in Iraq. Um, 2004, George W. Bush uh, elected president again. Um, 2005, the Good Samaritans. I didn't really do much research into them. It's just what it was. Uh, I think Bill Gates was in there and you, uh, Bono or somebody, uh, some other people. Um, 2006, uh, you 
were selected, as in uh, all of us, the year uh, the people started actually uh, putting things on the internet and creating content on the internet. Um, 2007, none other than the man himself, Vladimir Putin, um, he helped Russia regain national pride and imposed stability to bring Russia back to the table of world power. Um, you know, and as we've seen over the last 13 years, um, he definitely has brought Russia back to a world power. Um, 2008, Barack Obama selected for uh, being elected president. Um, 2009, Ben Bernanke, he was the chairman of the Federal Reserve during the financial crisis, and that's a man you could probably spend hours talking about. Um, so I'll leave it at that. Financial crisis, man. Um, 2010, Mark Zuckerberg was selected. Uh, he was the founder of um, Facebook. It wasn't actually founded in uh, 2010. Uh, it just had been growing and growing and growing. Uh, 2010 is when the movie The Social Network was released. And, you know, as, as time has gone... You know, today, uh, Facebook has 2.6 monthly active users and 1.73 daily active users. So uh, a large portion of the world logs into Facebook every single day. Um, 2011, the protesters. So it's the Occupy Wall Street movement, uh, the Tea Party, and Arab Spring. Um, 2011, um, Barack Obama, I mean, 2012, I mean, Barack Obama was selected again for being elected president of the U.S. Um, 2014, the Ebola fighters, um, they, this was uh, selected to honor the people who fought against the spread of Ebola virus in West Africa. Um, 2015, Ang Angela Merkel, she is the, uh, the leader of Germany, and she is honored for her leadership in the, Gret de uh, the Greek debt crisis and the European migrant crisis. Um, 2016, the man himself, Donnie T, um, he was selected for being elected president and, you know, nothing remarkable about anything that he did that year. He was just the guy that was elected president. Um, 2017, the silence breakers. This is the beginning of the Me Too movement. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, uh, all, the, all that stuff. Um, something to definitely go look into. Um, 2018, the Guardians of the War on Truth. Uh, these are the journalists that faced jail, prosecution, or murder for their uh, reporting. Um, and one of the faces of this was Jamal Khashoggi. And I think that I'm pronouncing that one correctly. I I'm not sure. Um, he was reporting on the Saudi Crown Prince. Um, and he was actually captured in the Saudi Consulate in Istanbul, Turkey, and was held there, believed to be held there for a few days and tortured, and eventually the Saudi government had admitted that he had died while inside the consulate. And that was a very controversial event because, obviously, it seemed as though the government of Saudi Arabia was trying to silence uh, journalism. So... Uh, a, a, a big, uh, big deal there. Uh, 2019, um, Greta Thunberg was selected. Uh, she started a school strike in support of climate change. Um, I don't really know much about her other than that she's Swedish and she speaks um, at climate change conferences. 
She doesn't really appear to have much of a solution to the climate change problem, um, but she is bringing uh, attention to it, which is important. I do think that if you're going to sit there and, and criticize people, um, then you should offer some sort of a solution. Um, with that being said, um, I tend to criticize our government for their out-of-control spending almost on a daily basis without offering much of a solution other than just to stop spending. But I'm also not on a world stage, so I think there is a bit of a difference there. Um, I will give credit to her in the fact that she has pointed out the fact that older generations are totally screwing the younger generations in almost every way, um, from the from climate change to the economy. Um, if something isn't done, then there will definitely be a lot of suffering in the future. And lastly, the selection for 2020 is, as most people know today, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, currently the, I think, president-elect right now and vice president-elect. Um, I don't agree with this, but uh, time has set the precedent that they choose the elected president in the year that they are elected. So given that knowledge, I, I, it makes sense to me as to why they did it. I, I, it feels as though it was... Uh, you know, it was more of a, uh, yeah, they kind of had to, um, you know, they, they didn't really have much of a choice to, to not do it. They just, they said, Oh, let's just pick these people. This is what we do every single time. So let's go ahead and do it. Um, you know, I, in my opinion, given the choices for the other finalists, they totally picked these two people for 100% political reasons. Um, you know, the others that were considered were Trump, which I'm definitely not advocating for other than the fact that he was the president during this pandemic. Um, you know, so there's that. Um, then there was the, the movement for racial justice. Um, and then the other one is the, the frontline workers, uh, frontline medical workers. And as I mentioned in, in my, uh, my last episode, I personally, I think that it should have been the uh, frontline medical workers, but that's my opinion and I don't work for time or anything like that. So my opinion, you know, means nothing. Um, so it's what it is. Um, many of these people had, um, a huge impact on the world. Um, much of this list is something that honestly warrants talking about for hours. Many of these people can't really be their life's work can't really be just summarized in a paragraph. Um, you know, many of these people you, you can talk about for a long time. And as always, I encourage everyone to, to do their own research and read about these people on, on this list. You know, go to Time, go to Wikipedia, and, and, fi and find them. Just look them up. Um, the list is available for anybody. Just Time's Person of the Year, Time's People of the Year, um, and you'll, you'll find it and, you know, do some research and I think you'll actually probably have some fun, um, learning a little bit, uh, about all this stuff, you know, as much as I feel like some of these choices are, you know, kind of like political jokes today. Uh, I do believe that many of the people on this list before the two thousands and even some of the ones that are after the two thousands, 
did important things uh, in the years that they were selected. And realistically, they did important years in the years that they weren't even selected. Uh, but you can't choose the same person every single year. Um, you know, there are also some people that are not included in Time's list, right? We have, case in point, this year. We have four different groups of, of people that ha- played huge roles in what happened in 2020, and the people that got selected are Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. So, you know, there are many people that play important roles in the events that happen in each year. So time selecting two people or one person to uh, represent that year isn't doesn't mean that that's the most important person of the year. Um, it just that's just who they selected. Um, you know, not making the list doesn't mean anything. And like I said, at this point, it's likely more political, and the selections are made in my opinion, to make people feel good as opposed to being the major headlines of the year. I believe that time has gotten away from its original selection criteria and selecting the person that was most influenced, uh, that that most influenced world events for better or worse. Um, I believe that's why they retroactively get away with and justify selecting people like Hitler and Stalin. Um, you know, they would never do that today. This is my opinion. I don't think time will ever choose another controversial figure as their person of the year. Um, you know, that's just not today's political climate. Um, that's why they decided, in my opinion, to pick Biden and Harris. Um, I mean, they don't really fit the mold of most influential. Um, in the year 2020, with the global pandemic going on, you know, Cuomo up in uh, New York doing daily briefings, um, you know, Trump doing his briefings with the ta- task force, Dr. Fauci coming out of nowhere to be the face of the fight, fight against the virus. Um, you know, with those guys, it doesn't make sense. You know, they were out there. They were in the media, you know. Biden accepted the nomination and retreated to his house and didn't even campaign, barely campaigned, I should say. Um, you know, he released videos of ads where he couldn't even really get the speeches right. You know, he sat on the sidelines like a parent in a Little League game yelling at the umpire about how he could have made a better call. Um, he was essentially Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. You know, uh, we would have just one state if coach would have put me in. Um, he's, you know, he would have unified us and, and stomped out the virus. Um, but the reality is that wouldn't have happened. No one put in the position would have done a perfect job. Uh, you know, Cuomo wrote a book about his leadership in the pandemic and New York was the hardest hit state and it still has the, the highest death numbers. No one would have been perfect. Not Joe Biden, not Barack Obama, not George Bush, not Reagan, Roosevelt, Lincoln, Madison, Grant, Truman, Adams, Washington, you know, oh, maybe Nixon, maybe Carter, you know, I don't know, I'm just kidding. Um, None of these guys, none of the presidents, none of them would have done perfect. 
none of them would have had a, done a perfect job. That, with that being said, perfect is perfect. You know, not saying that they would they wouldn't have done better. You know, because realistically, Trump is far, far from perfect, and many presidents probably could have done a better job. You know, and Trump, I don't think will go down as the worst president in history. I also don't think he's going to go down as the best president in history. But the reality is that none of these guys, you put any of them in in that position, and none of them would have done it much better. Um, You know, I think that time could have done a better job in their selection of the Times person slash people of the year and picked the frontline health workers. Um, They, in my opinion, they would be able to get away from the precedent that they've set of selecting the elected president on the election year. And it realistically would allow them the freedom of being able to have more flexibility in the future. So anyway, um, that, that whole rant's over. Um, I'm not going to speak more on, on any of that. Uh, I will actually personally be conducting some more research into the Iranian coup in 1953 because it seems interesting to me, um, as well as the Ayatollah in Iran that happened later on in 1979, I think it was. Um, so I will be doing some more int- uh, research into that. And you know, the best thing for me for these episodes is that I conduct this research and I find little bits of history that spark my interest that I didn't know before. Um, I think that it makes me a more knowledgeable person. And I hope that I didn't make any mistakes mentioning something that wasn't correct. I might have. Um, I did my best to try to keep things as organized as as I could. Um, so I will be conducting more research and, and trying to get smarter on some of the people on this list and, and likely actually researching more. Um, it's, you know, years and years and years worth of history and there's more to all of this than just what happened in the one paragraph or two paragraphs that these people get credit for in the year that they're selected as Times Person of the Year. So anyway, uh, what are your thoughts on the selection of Biden and Harris as Times People of the Year? Did time get it right? And am I missing something? Uh, anyway, uh, you know, leave me a comment on what you think. Uh, I will be doing another episode here in a few days and a uh, year, in re- year in review for 2020 uh, as we close this chapter and enter into 2021. Uh, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe.